You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. And during the two years leading up to the conclusion of this deal, we were repeatedly told by the administration when people in America were saying, we need to include non-nuclear terms, non-nuclear conditions in any agreement with Iran. We need them to return our hostages. We need them to agree that they're going to cease to call for the destruction of the state of Israel. We need them to agree that they're no longer going to be the world's foremost sponsor of terror and use any money that we give them from this deal to fund and further uh, increase terrorism around the world. We asked for these things and the administration kept telling us, we can't do that. These negotiations are only about the nuclear program and they're can be no non-nuclear terms in these negotiations because that would be bad faith. The administration kept telling us that. And then on July 14th, what did we learn? We learned that this administration agreed to a deal with Iran that will lift on them all conventional weapons embargoes and bans within five years and will lift on them within eight years all bans on the development of ICBMs, of ballistic missile technology. How's that possible? For two years we've been told that our basic, common sense, human rights conditions couldn't be a part of this deal. We couldn't even ask for the return of our hostages as part of this deal because that had nothing to do with nuclear weapons and nuclear agreements. And we let the Iranians get, a li- get the conventional weapons ban lifted on them so that now that we've made them incredibly rich, now that we've given them billions upon billions of dollars and ultimately over a trillion dollars through this deal, they can buy any weapons they want, the most advanced missile systems in the world, and ICBMs. Our president has agreed to a deal that in eight years will allow this incredibly rich country, thanks to our largesse and thanks to our capitulation, to have ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles. What does our president think the Iranians want ICBMs for? They don't need ICBMs to hit Israel. They don't need ICBMs to hit the Saudis. They already have the missiles that can hit Israel and can hit the Saudis. They need ICBMs to hit us. ICBMs to hit LA. ICBMs to hit DC. ICBMs to hit New York. And again, they scream death to America. Their presidents have repeatedly talked in the past about a world without America is not just a dream, it's a possibility. This is no secret why they want ICBMs. And yet we gave them a deal that will allow them to develop ICBMs? Again, this is madness. So on September 17th, our Congress is gonna vote on whether to approve a deal with a rapacious, evil, unrepentant regime that constantly screams death to America, death to Israel, and tells us that its goal to wipe Israel off the map is non-negotiable. And this deal was given to a country that was on economic life support because of the sanctions we had in place, because of the strong sanctions that our Congress imposed on this regime in 2009 and 2010 over the strenuous objections of the Obama administration. Back in 2009, 2010, the Obama administration said that if we imposed on the Iranians and forced on the world these strict economic sanctions, including oil sanctions, financial sanctions, that it would cause incredible damage to the recovery of the economy and that it would destroy the world oil market. All kinds of predictions of horror by this regime were made back in 2009 and 2010 to try to prevent the Congress from passing these sanctions. Of course, none of that happened. And in fact, those sanctions worked and brought this regime to the table, brought them to the negotiating table. It brought a $300 billion economy 
to the negotiating table with the world's largest economies, with the United States whose economy is 17 trillion. We had all the cards in these negotiations, and yet somehow we ended up with a deal that doesn't dismantle their nuclear infrastructure, that doesn't have any time anywhere inspections, and that has secret side deals with the IAEA that allow the Iranians to inspect themselves. How on earth did this happen? As Alan Dershowitz said, based on the results of these negotiations, he wouldn't allow the Obama administration to negotiate for him an apartment lease. And he's right. These deal terms are atrocious and they do not represent the balance of power that the negotiating parties had. We had all the cards, and yet we ended up with this terrible, terrible deal. Our Congress has to do something about it, and it's up to us to demand that our Congress act on its responsibilities. Our president's even told us that under this very deal, this deal that he's promoting as the only alternative, that in 10 to 12 years, the Iranians will be within days or weeks of being a threshold nuclear power with the capability to break out to a bomb at any time. Think about that. We're giving them a trillion dollars. We're giving up on any time, anywhere inspections. We're allowing them to inspect themselves. We're lifting the conventional weapons ban. We're lifting the ICBM ban. And we're acknowledging that with all that that we're giving up, we're not getting the one thing we were supposed to get from the outset. Iran no longer having the capability to build a nuclear bomb. That's not part of this deal. We're not getting the one thing that we set out to get in the first place. And yet we're giving them and giving up on so much. Our Congress can fix this. Our Congress has done this hundreds of times. Almost 200 times our Congress has rejected international agreements and had them rewritten so that the flaws in the agreements could be fixed. And that has happened even with nuclear arms agreements and agreements on the use of nuclear power. Our Congress just did this in 2009 with an agreement with one of our allies, the United Arab Emirates. We, we, they, we did a deal with them that allowed them to have a nuclear, uh, peaceful nuclear program. It wasn't sufficient enough, it wasn't safe enough, and our Congress insisted it be fixed. And yet this president says he's gonna override a veto if our Congress insists on fixing a deal with the most evil murderous regime. A regime this president acknowledges is evil. A regime this president acknowledges is the world's foremost sponsor of terrorism. Yet this president wants us and our Congress to be tougher on our allies than on this evil Iranian regime. Does that make any sense? Congress needs to do its job its job under the Constitution to do everything it can to fix this deal. If Congress doesn't do its job, if we don't insist that our Congress do its job and fix this deal, we will end up enriching, unimaginably enriching, unimaginably emboldening and strengthening this rapacious Iranian regime. We will be doing incredible harm to the freedom-loving people in Iran, the dissidents who cannot speak because they will go to jail or far worse. We will be making it impossible for them to ever have the freedom they so desire because this regime will be that much richer, that much stronger. We will be making it possible for an Iranian regime that is animated by a messianic cult, a vision of bringing about what they refer to as the white death and the red death, death by disease and death by war. 
that has to precede what they believe will be the coming of the 12th Imam, a messianic period that they believe will bring about the world domination of Shiite Islam, their version of Shiite Islam. Think about that. This regime, all the mullahs in it, all the people in their, in their, in their council believe, including their supreme leader, that there needs to be an apocalyptic war that brings about the death of two-thirds of the population of the world by either war or disease before the 12th Imam returns. That's who will be enriching with this deal. That's who will be allowing to have conventional weapons, as many as they can buy, and ICBMs, again, as many as they can buy with the trillion dollars that this deal will be giving them. We cannot have that. We have to have Congress go back, tell this president to go back to the drawing board. When this thing started, there was a very basic concept. We dismantle the sanction regime if they dismantle the nuclear infrastructure. Where did that go? Dismantling for dismantling. Basic, easy principle. If they dismantle the nuclear infrastructure, we dismantle, with proven compliance, the sanctions regime. If, we, if they dismantle the nuclear infrastructure, they can never build a nuclear bomb. We don't have that right now. We have to insist on it. Our lives literally depend on this. Nothing else is more important. Not the current presidential debates, not immigration, nothing that we're talking about right now in the news. Uh, sadly, not lions being killed in Africa. Nothing that we're talking about in the news right now no matter how important it is, no matter how sad it is, no matter how time-consuming it is, is as important as getting this deal right. We are talking about giving the world's foremost sponsor of terror the ability to produce nuclear bombs and trillions of dollars to spend to accomplish its mission. Nothing can be more important than stopping this. Call your Congress, call your senators, call them every day. Call your senators, call your members of Congress every day. Tell them you insist that they insist on a better deal. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.